emotional, but if you don't change, you haven't repented. Regret is not the same as repentance. Did Judah, Judas repent? He regretted. He regretted. I have sinned against innocent blood. Did he repent? No, he didn't. Peter repented. And God changed him. There's a difference between regretting, feeling badly about something. We can even cry and still not repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent literally means to change your mind. Metanoieo means to change your mind. So there's a change in how you think, which then affects your behavior. Your thinking, your acting, your behavior. So let's talk about how then, how then do we repent? Two things to know and then three things to do. How to repent. First of all, understand that obedience is internal, not just external. When you become parents and you have toddlers, you find out real quick that people can be obeying on the outside and rebelling on the inside. You know what I mean? You, you, can, you can get compliance, but you know on the inside, they can be sitting down on the inside, but they, they can be sitting down on the outside, but standing up on the inside. And they're fighting you. They haven't given in. They haven't repented. Repentance is a heart issue. It's not simply something external. It's often covert as well. Second thing, omission rates as high as commission. How is that possible? When we totem pole sins, if we were to make a list of sin, would any sin of omission be in the top ten? What do you think? In Matthew 25, Jesus tells two parables and one prophetic story in all three of them. This is shortly before his death. What is he thinking about? Thinking about life and death issues, sober issues. And in all three of them, it was sins of It's not what they did. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It, it's what they didn't do, not what they did. The five foolish virgins, they didn't get the oil. One investor didn't invest. Inasmuch as you did it not to the least of these. The word not separates people for all eternity. The sheep from the goats. Omission can be as serious as commission. So when we're talking about repentance, I've listed things that I may have trouble doing or not doing because I want to be ready to commit things, to, to confess things that I'm not doing as well as things that I am doing. So I want that to be a part of my confession. So how, how can I be helped? I want to learn how to better repent because I want to bring I want to bring God's kingdom to me I want to live in the peace of a good government how wonderful is good government we went through the Reagan era that was a good time some of you were, weren't alive you weren't you weren't drawn air 
Then how many were? How many, how many remember? <laughs> Most of you were not. It was a good time in American, American history. It was peaceful. It was, uh, he, he was understood by liberals. He was conservative. But there was a, a bipartisan uh, relationship that, that was healthy. And it was a good time. Good government is a wonderful thing. Think about the government of Jesus. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And he will reign. I want him reigning in my life. And so if I want him reigning in my life, the best thing I can do, the best thing I can do is to learn how to repent. And if I learn how to repent, I'm walking in that government of righteousness, peace, and joy. So I'll give you several things here that I'd encourage you to do. One is confess with others. Why do I say that? Why do I say confess with others? Accountability. Pardon? Bible, James says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. 1 John 1, 9, the context of that, that scripture, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. You know what the context of that is? It's walking in the light. You know what I think he meant? He meant to confess to one another. It doesn't say, so we might think, well, that means you confess to God. But the context is about fellowship. If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. We walk in the light with one another. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful. It suggests that we are confessing to one another. Why? Because it's harder. It's easier just to keep it alone and confess to God. It's healthy. It's strengthening when I confess to my brothers and I'm healed or my sisters. And there's healing that takes place. So I'd encourage you uh, to include that. Obviously, we can't do it all the time because we're alone more of the time than we're with others. Second thing is to take steps forward. If I don't know how to confess, what do I do? In Luke 3, different groups of people came to John and said, what do we do? The tax collectors said, what do we do? He said, bring forth fruits of repentance. I can do things. I can't change my heart. But I can make changes in my life and ask God to change my heart. This is, what, this is important, what I'm saying now. This is powerful. Because repentance is a gift. But if you step into it and change what you can change, God will change the heart. You can't change that. I say to couples, they say, well, I'm not in love with her anymore. And so I say to him, what would you do if you knew you were in love? Well, I'd probably quit throwing my clothes on the floor. I'd close, a, I'd close a closet when I got done. I'd, I'd uh, help, I'm help in the kitchen. I'd help do the dish. Okay, do those things. Hey, thank you. Tell them. <laughs> oh, thank you, honey. I feel so holy. 
So what we need to do is where we see areas where we're not responding properly, the soldiers came to him and he said, don't be oppressive and be content with your wages. So they had something that they could do and as they step into that, then God comes to them. Sometimes God tells us to do the, do the first before him. Does that sound biblical? Listen to this. Draw near to God and what? Whoa! You mean I take the first step and he takes the second step? Yeah. The priests were told to step where? Step into the... Well, I'm, I'm That too. I'm, I'm thinking about stepping into the water. And when they stepped into the water, it would part. Oh, my. What if it doesn't? They've got the Ark of the Covenant on them. They're going to get a good drink. So they had to take a step of faith and walk forward. So if in repentance you're struggling, your attitude is not good, well, what could you do to bring forth the fruit of repentance? If that gentleman who's out of love with his wife begins to do the things that he would do if he was in love. Do you know that God will change his heart? Bring forth the fruit of repentance. And do not say we have Abraham as our father. The Pharisees, did they experience the rule of Jesus? Zero. Here he was. He was there in Bethlehem. They were in Jerusalem. They were seven miles away. They had no idea what was going on. And here he is walking among them. They didn't see him because they didn't prepare their hearts for uh, by repentance to receive the kingdom of God. And he said, you missed the time of your visitation. Very sad. You missed it. I want us as Jesus' rule. I felt it last week. You did too. His rule is coming to us. His power is coming to us. He's coming to do some powerful things in this city. I believe it's leading the way for the revival around the world. I believe that. I believe God is doing some things here. Right in this room. Right in, right in this complex. And, and we have a responsibility. Take and embrace repentance as your responsibility. And then we walk in accountability with one another because the king's coming. The king is showing his presence in this place. And we're going to see the government of God. And where you see the government of God, you see righteousness and peace and joy. You see healing. You see people coming to Christ. I have a number that I'm praying for in the Twin Cities. It's a big number. That I, I believe we're going to see thousands upon thousands upon thousands come to faith in Jesus as the rule of Jesus comes among us. And as we hear that, how do we get ready? We clean the garage. We clean our heart. We say, Jesus, I want you to come to me and I want to repent. So I'm really encouraging you now to make this a part of your life of prayer, that you praise him with all your heart. Sing the songs and praise the Lord. And then have a time each day. Or maybe. Well, let me ask you a question. How often should we repent? Pardon? Shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more than once a day, huh? Yeah. The when you get closer to the light, are you more aware of your sin or less aware of your sin? You are, aren't you? As you walk to a light, clothes that you thought were clean, you come over here, oh my, I didn't even notice, because you're in the light. 
you're walking in the light. And so you become more sensitive, not more judged, not more condemned, but just more aware. And so it would be natural that the closer you get to the Lord, the more you actually repent. Because you see attitudes that you didn't realize you had. And now you see them and you realize, I'm a complainer, I'm a whiner, I'm a, I feel victimized, I feel entitled. And we have to repent of those things, those attitudes. That's where I confess a lot, is attitudes. So the final thing, listen to me now. Judge yourself. What happened after the Supreme Court decision? We were throwing out judgment against this company of people that really made a bad, bad mistake. They, they did. They erred terribly. Does the Bible tell me to judge my government, or judge my leaders? No. It tells me to submit to them, to pray for them, and to honor. Those three things. Submit, honor, and pray. The Bible does tell me to judge myself. It says, in fact, every time we take communion, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. So I don't want this knee-jerk reaction like the James and John, remember when they wanted to call fire down from heaven because these people, I think it was in Samaria, they weren't ready to believe and receive Jesus. And so James and John got vindictive. And it's easy for us to look in the world and get vindictive because they make bad decisions or they're living immoral life. I'm not surprised that the world is, lives immoral life. I will hold my brother or sister accountable for living a holy life. We have to judge one another. We have to stand in accountability with one another. And so I want to judge myself. And I get to do that in repentance. When I take communion, I examine myself, the Bible says. I judge myself so that I will not be judged. So I want to do uh, a time of repentance here. We'll just do it briefly as a group. And then I want us to uh, uh, break up. You may take one other person however you want to do it, and practice. Do it for sure. And then I bless you that God gives you strength to walk in repentance. And as you walk in repentance, to experience the coming reign of the king who comes to reign in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit.